Hey y'all, get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly, anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bedroom Talks, where we get financially intimate. Today, we're going to be continuing on with a very important topic that often gets overlooked, specifically in relationships, and that's finances. Did you know that finances can have a big impact on the level of intimacy in your relationship or marriage? That's why it's important, so very important, to have open and honest conversations about money matters. So in this episode, we're going to be sharing the top 10 questions you should ask your partner before tying the knot for a financially healthy and intimate marriage. Now, before we get started, keep this in mind. According to a survey by the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, 68% of engaged couples held a discussion about finances before getting married, okay? Another study by SunTrust Bank found that couples who discussed their finances at least once a month were happier in their relationship than those who only had money talks once a year or less. The study also revealed that 35% of couples reported money as a source of stress in their relationships, while 70% of couples who had no financial stress in their relationship had money talks at least once a month, okay? These statistics show how important open communication about finances is in a relationship, especially before getting married, okay? Now, for those really important questions to ask, talking those to those specifically who are engaged right now, the individuals who maybe, you know, within the last month or two, you've started that wedding planning, and I know there's a million things going on, but I urge you, I urge you, pick at least four or five of these questions and start at least once a month having these conversations with your partner, with the person that you're getting ready to walk down the aisle to, okay? 
even if, say, you're not quite engaged yet, and maybe you're talking about getting, um, getting more serious and maybe moving in together, these are also very important conversations to have, okay? So it can really go in so many directions as far as who these questions can relate to, okay? So let's get started. Number one, what are your financial goals and priorities? It's so important to understand what your partner's financial goals and priorities are because they can be completely different than yours, okay? You might be somebody who's really focused on saving as much as possible and building wealth, and your partner may be focused on they want to travel a lot, okay? And those two things can clash if you don't come to some type of compromise, all right? So talk about it. Just find out what the goals and priorities are and be sure to share your own. Now, question number two. How do you handle money matters in your family? Okay, this one can get a little bit messy depending on what your family background is like, all right? So let's say you come from a family that talks about everything, that is really open and honest about most topics and finances is not off limits for your family members, all right? If that's the case, amazing i love that for you unfortunately not all families are like that okay so you might have a spouse who's hesitant to talk about these types of things because maybe they didn't have that dynamic in their family growing up maybe they their parents didn't talk well about those types of things or maybe they didn't talk about them at all all right so it is really important to understand that so that you know how to approach the conversation with them because you might need to um, you know, be mindful as you're bringing up these things, all right? So question number three, what is your attitude towards debt? It's gonna be plain blunt here. If your partner does not care about debt at all, they, they're just like, whatever, no big deal, I don't care, you know, YOLO, that is a red flag, okay? It is 100% a red flag. Nobody should love debt, okay? And yes, I get it. There are a couple things that would fall into the good debt category, such as a house, right? But the majority of debt is not good debt, and nobody should love it, all right? And I'm just going to leave that like that. So question number four, how much money do you currently owe? Be very careful when you approach this conversation, okay? When you're asking this particular question, be very careful. Make sure that they're in a decent mood. Make sure that you don't come off um, with any type of judgment or attitude. Just simply, you know, open the conversation with maybe an icebreaker. Uh, you know, if you sit down with one another and you have a list of 10 questions, you know, that'd be cool too, but you're gonna need a whole lot more than like an hour to talk about this if you wanna bring up all 10 questions at one time, okay? I don't, I don't recommend that at all. Um, but say you start off kind of having an understanding of their financial goals, and then maybe talking a little bit about their family background and what, what it was like growing up when the family talked about finances. 
And then you can kind of go into what is your perspective on debt. And after that, you can just kind of say, okay, well, I'm just curious, like, where are you at on the level of debt, right? Like how much, um, how much debt do you currently have, right? You can maybe even go into getting an understanding of what those things are. Is it a car? Is it a house? Is it credit cards? Is there something else going on, all right? Another question that is so important is what is your credit score and history? All right, now you might get an idea when you ask them about how much debt they owe and what their perspective is on debt before you get to this question. Because if they have, you know, this I don't care attitude toward debt and they have, you know, beyond a certain amount of debt and certain items that are on their list of debt, it's likely going to mean that they possibly have a lower credit score um, unless they're really 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 good with making payments <laughs> that's all i'm going to say on that one um, and there's some other categories that affect credit scores as well but it's important to understand where your partner is at with their credit score because say if you move in together you buy a house together something like that and both of your names are going to be on that loan they're going to look at both of your credits Okay, and that might have some effect on what kind of rate you get. And there are ways to kind of navigate that as well. A lot of realtors, um, loan advisors understand how to approach those types of situations, but it's really important to understand where your partner is when it comes to their credit score before you get to that point to start talking about buying a house together. Okay, now question number six What is your income? and your spending habits. Okay, let's be real here. Ladies, I know that a lot of us like to be independent and we wanna make our own money and that is great. It's a wonderful thing. If you're a stay-at-home mom and you have a side gig, um, you know, you, you wanna, or if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, but still wanna make money, you wanna have a side gig, you still wanna be able to, to disclose that to your spouse and give them an idea of where you're at, how much you know that side gig is making, mostly because one, they want to be able to celebrate with you and support you, right? But also maybe that can help them with planning the budget for the main income, right? If this, if the uh, husband is the main income provider and the budget is built on his income then what you're making can be used for your fund money, um, maybe some of the kids' activities, vacation planning, things like that. And it, it can be approached differently. You can have a whole separate budget that you use for your side income. And then the priority income is where your main budget is. You can do it two separate ways. You can combine them as well. But depending on your family dynamic um, and your organizational skills, you, you definitely could separate them. So it's important to understand for a variety of reasons how much your partner makes, right? If you are a man and you're getting serious with a woman and you're maybe engaged or you're thinking about getting engaged, and 
your partner potentially makes less than you, you want to understand how you feel about that. Because if you embark on that journey into marriage and you're not satisfied with the fact that you make less than your wife, it is going to cause challenges, okay? And listen, there are plenty of men out there that don't care either way, all right? But you as a man have to know how you feel about that and be willing to communicate that with your potential spouse before getting married because you don't want to bring that into a marriage, right? And I will, I will go... I will go further and say that sometimes it's best to get outside insight into that conversation if if you're having a challenge in that area where you know one person makes more than the other and there's some feelings on that. Um, sometimes having outside insight can help you see things from a different perspective. So just take that in consideration. All right. So number seven, do you have any financial obligations? that I should be aware of. Financial obligations being a mortgage, car payment, child support. Um, do you have any judgments? Um, you know, any anything judgments as in um, legal judgments that would, uh, such as a wage garnishment, anything like that. Those types of things need to be known. Need to be known at the appropriate time in a relationship, specifically in engagement and before marriage, okay? If they come up during marriage, you definitely want to talk about it with your spouse, all right? Number eight, how do you plan to contribute to our joint finances? And before I even get further into this conversation, I will say that it is vital, 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 before you get married to know whether you want to have joint bank accounts, separate bank accounts, or a combination of both, okay? I know couples who really have a hard time because of past relationships and issues that they had in past um, situations where they don't feel comfortable having everything completely joint, and I get it. From a therapeutic from a therapeutic perspective, I 100% understand why some people don't want completely joint accounts. Okay, here's what I would recommend: have an account that's have one account that's joint that you both put money into that you've agreed upon for your share of paying the expenses, and you're both equally responsible for going over everything and making sure that things are getting paid, okay? And then you have your separate accounts where you can do certain things with. And I would still be open and communicate with my spouse about those types of things, all right? You can also work with somebody to kind of come through those thoughts and feelings about that type of situation so that you can get to a point where you're both completely joint and there's not a lot of you know frustration and concern about that, all right? Um, but but approach it with caution if that is a major concern for you, all right? And if that's not a concern with you at all, then definitely join accounts um, and understand 
specifically for either scenario, um, what does it look like for your contribution in the household? Say, do you want a 50-50, 60-40, 70-30? Like, it's all going to depend on your income, your preferences, um, your expenses, whether one person is the primary worker or not. Like, there's so many things to, to think about in that in that situation. So before you get married and truly before you buy a house together, you want to understand these things. Okay, You want to understand how much to expect to contribute to the household, how much you're going to expect them to contribute to the household. Okay. Now, question number nine, how do you feel about prenuptial agreements? This question is not going to apply to everyone. This question will apply to people who maybe have businesses or have a larger amount of money that there's you know, they're bringing into the relationship, all right? I'm not gonna delve into this topic on whether it's right or wrong. Each person has their own perspective for their own reasons, and that's okay. But you have to understand how you feel about it and how your partner feels about it before you get married, okay? And I also will say, if you do not feel comfortable with that sort of thing, do not let someone force you into doing it. If you don't feel comfortable, you need to communicate that. Maybe talk to some, to a professional. And if you feel like you're being forced into something that you're not feeling comfortable with, I would take a step back and reevaluate everything with some professional guidance. And I will leave that at that. Question number 10. And I cannot stress this one enough. How will we handle financial conflicts or disagreements? Whether they are financial related or not, knowing how you handle conflicts and disagreements and knowing how your partner is going to handle them is critical, okay? That is where you can ensure you have a healthy, happy marriage, all right? I know that finances is one of the harder areas to do this. So when you start early, when you start getting super serious, moving in together, talking about moving in together, getting engaged, things like that, you want to start having these conversations because it's going to be easier as things come along. And you can talk to anybody who's been married more than a couple of years. There are going to be things that come up, especially when it comes to finances. So knowing how to how you're going to handle them and how to expect your partner to handle these types of conflicts is important. You can prepare your mind if you know that your partner has you know, a bit of anxiety or nervousness when it comes to having financial conversations, you can prepare by being mindful of the timing, making sure that they're, you know, you're not bringing it up on a day when they've been at work and it's been a stressful day at work. Um, you can help in, you know, set the atmosphere by making sure that it's just the two of you in the room and that there's, you know, some kind of peace 
and quiet in, in the in the room. Um, and you can kind of navigate how to open up the conversation with some expert tips. And actually, I'll look into doing a episode specifically on that just to kind of help you out a little bit if you if you feel like you're going to get there or if you're currently experiencing that, okay? So those are the 10 top 10 questions to ask before walking down that aisle, okay? Like I said before, I wouldn't recommend necessarily asking all 10 questions in one setting, but take a couple at a time. Plan it out with your spouse or your, or your partner and say, you know, hey, I want to start talking a little bit about, you know, a little bit more about the area of finances. And I'd like to sit down, you know, once a week and talk about, you know, one or two questions at a time and just make sure that we're on the same page. Plan it out. It makes it easier. Okay. So a couple of things to keep in mind before we go and finish this for today. Um, this really cool quote from Abraham Lincoln. It says, money doesn't create man, but it is a man who created money, okay? Man created money for a reason, okay? So if man created money for a reason, then man can be mindful and dictate how they're going to approach money, okay? Just keep that in mind. And 1 Timothy 6 and 10 says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Now, this scripture is quoted a lot when it comes to many conversations. <laughs> Here's what I want to point out. Money itself is not the root of all evil. That is not what this says. What this says is the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, okay? What that means is that when you're constantly chasing more money, you're constantly chasing the dollar, or I should say you're constantly chasing the Benjamins, um, that's when it becomes problematic, okay? And it's okay to desire wealth. It's okay to desire financial freedom and to want to flourish and thrive in your finances. But what is your priority? Is your priority your family and their well-being? Or is your family is your priority, I'm just gonna get the dollar and I don't care how it affects my family? Think about that. Just think about it. Thank you for joining me today and thank you for allowing me to walk you through these questions. I truly, truly hope that at least a couple of these questions um, stood out to you in relation to their importance and that what I talked about today will help you to open up that conversation with your partner with ease and help you start your new journey as a married couple with more peace in your marriage when it comes to finances and that hopefully Ultimately, it will also help you to have more intimacy in all areas. Join us next time on the Bedroom Talks podcast. And in the meantime, 
follow me on social media, dr.michellemarie. And you can check out my free resources at www.drmichellemarie.com. Bye for now.